You're, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of, you know, the best podcast in the world, number one podcast in the world, Open the Mic. Yeah, Open Mic Conversations, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Steph, one third of the OMC crew with us today, we have my two illustrious, amazingly talented and amazingly, you know, intuitive co-hosts, we got Joey Morales here with us, Joey, say what's up real quick. Hello. <laughs> but not and then we got the first lady of the pod you know the amazing the talented the creative the insanely artistic and you know the real sculptor behind the vision that is omc we got nat our number one nat say what's up hey all right then you know as you can see we're pretty high energy today folks but we got a lot to talk about this episode and you know it's gonna be a lot of fun today so let's hop right into it you know we all know who dropped today as we are recording this. It is July 29th. It is, you know, B-Day. The Hive, stand up for me real quick. Don't attack us. Did but, you say uh, it's B-Day? It's B-Day. Don't, don't question it, bro. Oh, my don't, God. Don't, it's we don't need to have coming after <laughs> We love but Beyonce. Either, exactly. But either way, Beyonce dropped Act 1, Renaissance. We all took a chance to listen to it. Now we're going to give you our first reactions our review and you know let's just hop right in who wants to who wants to care who wants to take it off uh, okay uh yeah i i enjoyed this this was really good um i feel like break my soul was like the best like single to come off of like to like intro introduce us into this new era of beyonce because i feel like she took that sound and just expanded it to like an entire album and like built off mm. in a way that's actually like enjoyable. And like when I listened to the entire project, I didn't get bored at any. Well, I think I did have like a little lull at one point, but I thoroughly enjoyed this project for the most part. So it was really good. Okay. 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 Now, you got anything you want to say to open your thoughts on this? So I got to pull up my handy dandy notebook. And by my notebook, I mean the notes app on my phone. <laughs> All right. So what stood out to me was one, how she described it as disco trap. I was yes. like, huh? Yeah, on heated when she was like disco trap. And I was like, that's exactly what this is. Yes, yeah. disco trap. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't be mad if we got a I'm not gonna lie, she was sliding like vocals aside, she was like rapping over some of these beats, and I was like. I wouldn't be mad at a full-length Beyonce rap album. Yeah. Beyonce's proven that she can rap. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially uh, my favorite verse from her is definitely off of the Carters. Uh, yeah. So um, so that whole project, she basically showed uh, that she could definitely go bar for bar because, you know, her husband's only, yeah. like, arguably the greatest alive. <laughs> she had to step into that bag for a little bit. So, yeah, she was, she was definitely keeping up with that thing, so do it for sure i'm gonna let steph say what give his overall thoughts before i go into detail because i have a lot of notes here oh wow all right (laughs) yeah so i have a lot i have a lot to say about this too but overall um i'm happy about the evolution of uh b and i'm happy about how she took a very she you could definitely tell that it was a focus for this album to be cohesive. I think it may arguably be one of her most cohesive projects yet. Uh, I took the whole week and kind of listened to back to each Beyonce project. 
And I think this is arguably probably her most cohesive just sonically. Um, overall, though, I'm happy that, you know, she's while she's, you know, I'm happy that it doesn't feel too out of touch. Like, I mean, that, you know, because we know that these superstar artists, because of like celebrity culture and everything like that, they could kind of step away from what feels like regular life. And sometimes your music comes across like that because of that distance. This doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that at all. Uh, plus, I have to give the biggest, biggest, biggest of shout outs to Levin Cali, Thames, like two of the young, two of the younger artists that have gotten some big spotlights on this uh, album. And of course, you know, and of course, you know, she's been a songwriter for Beyonce before, but now she's getting more uh, spotlight. Naja, I got to give shouts out to all three of them because they all did amazing, amazing work on there. Uh, Levin Cali has production and writer credits on like four of these, on like four of the tracks on here. Uh, Thames is on Move, which was super dope because she's over this incredibly dynamic beat. Thames is having a great week today with this plus uh, the joint that she did for the Wakanda Forever trailer. And uh, Naja, we all know how she is. She songwrites for literally every superstar in the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those are my overall thoughts before we get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So we all like enjoyed this for the most part. Yeah. Yes, we, we loved it. Definitely. I, I could say so far out of the main dance projects I've heard in, this, in the space that we kind of dominate, this is definitely my number one. Yeah, I would have to say so too. Because the only ones I can really think of right now are like this, uh, Drake's project, and then uh, the Simple. IDC one. Yeah, those, those are the ones yeah, that come just, to mind. Hmm? Yeah, Drake's was just bad. Yeah, that's it's not hard to beat. That. <laughs> yeah, I have Beyonce, Simple, and then uh, Drake. I wish that. Sorry, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'll hold that off for another thing because we're not talking about that right now. But yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty of uh Renaissance. When it first started, I think I'm that girl had too many like switches on it, um, which kind of like confused me at like the start of it. And again, it, it, it didn't scare me because I knew she was gonna have a good mm-hmm. project, but I kind of went into it like, what's kind of going on? Because like the beat kind of changed like out the cut, like within that song, but then the transitions between the rest of the songs and like the transition from each song into the next was actually like really good. So I'm glad she kind of fixed that up. But um, yeah, I think some of my favorite tracks of this joint are cozy, break my soul. Virgo's groove is amazing, bro. Oh it my is. God. Dude, that song is so fucking good. And then uh, America has a problem. I think the back half is a lot better than the first half. If I were to say that's the Virgo thing I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, for America Has a Problem, like, the first half is okay, but compared to the rest of the album, it's kind of one of the more lackluster ones, but that back half, that back half, though? Yeah, the back half goes crazy. I think from, yeah, from Virgo's Groove, like, on, it's just, like, crank. Yeah. Um... Matt, I know you've got uh, some notes. So I know you've got a lot of notes. I've also got a lot of notes. So I'm going to let you go get yours off first before I dive into mine. Okay, I want to address this before either one of y'all do. So for the most majority of it, I'm like bobbing my head dancing. But the one on energy, she had one line that made me go, oh, shit, she, that was a line. I wasn't expecting to say that. When she said, I just entered the country with Derringers, 
because them Karens just turned into terrorists. I was like, oh. What song was song? Energy? Energy. Energy. Yeah, she said that. And I was like, oh, that's hard. That is hard. Why? I don't know how I missed that. Every... That's hard. I wanted to talk about that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that song got a 10 out of 10 rating. I was like, oh my God. She was I'm not like, going to. Uh, yeah, that one, I had to. When I heard that line, I had to go straight to Genius. I was like, this sound, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I had to see who the writers were. I had to. I had I had to see, bro, because Chef's Kiss, that line was crazy. I'm so mad that you, I'm so mad that you and I were in the same uh, headspace because I really I wanted said, to no. talk about so I got to, it has to be me. It has to be me who addresses it because that was too hard. Yeah. Another song I liked was Church Girl. She definitely, she tricked us. That's my number one. Yeah, I thought that was going to go in a very different direction, bro. Yes. But when she started, like, I was like, yo. Yeah. I mean, you know what they say. Because, you know, I thought it had actual, like, organist church music. Yeah, I thought like, it was actually going to be, like, a church girl. And I was like, okay, well, she's going to get a different vibe for this specific song. And then you just switched, like, what was it, like, 30 seconds into it? I was like, oh, so we are not doing that. It's like, oh, you know, that since kind of church girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, that literally exemplifies the whole, like, church girl stereotype anyway. But no, uh, since we're talking about, yes, we, we know, little Miss Pete K. But anyway, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, since we're talking about uh, church girl, we got to give props to No ID because he was snapping on that beat. Just got to go gotta give him props for that. Golf club, golf club, golf club. Really good. They all like float into each other like really well, and I like, just mean yeah. like everything like sound like as one, and like you can just I, that's the goal of a dance album because you don't want anyone to stop dancing when you listen to it. So that was that was I was literally thinking the same thing. Like this whole thing because of how consecutive it is, and because of you can obviously tell the transitions were like one of the biggest points to be exemplified. Like uh, it makes the whole album just feel like the best DJ set ever, except it's only Beyonce. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But and, not, uh, uh, go ahead. Okay, the last big thing, I got a lot of notes, so I'm not going to read it all, but the last big thing that I want to, well, I got two last big things I want to emphasize. One, I thought Plastic Off the Soda would be your favorite, Alex. Plastic Off the Soda. Plastic Off the Sofa. Oh. Me, it gave heavy Sade vibes for me. Mm. It, yeah, it does but i feel like i was more focused on america as a problem and then uh cozy i think is like in my top three yeah i, I like like my main focus is this is gonna spoil the back half of how we close out this uh segment but some of my favorite but plastic off the sofa is definitely my number two behind a uh, church girl and then uh yeah cozy is right there under it i've really I like that she didn't. I like that she still like went back to like her roots and gave us like those little like soft joints. So again, like you said, it's very shot day inspired and kind of like went back to like, okay, this is the more traditional Beyonce that people are like used to, even though we're still owning this new era. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But no, nah, uh... I think I would say, yeah, my top three are probably Virgo's Groove, Cozy, and American Has a Problem. Plastic off the sofa isn't bad. I just don't feel like I mean I have to listen to it again before I can actually like really judge it because I don't think I paid attention to it as much. Plastic off the so plastic off the sofa feels like a warm bubble bath that you just dip your toes in. <laughs> yeah. I thought you would like it because I know how much you love Sade. Sade is yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I was like, wow, well, love it. And I do want to say for America as has a problem, she kind of tricked me with the title. I thought it was going to be like, you know how she did with formation. That was going to be more political. Yeah. Not, like America has a drug problem and that drug is me. Y'all are addicted to me. I was like, oh, okay. She tricked me again. <laughs> yeah. But even so, it's still... Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's all. I like that song. I gave it a 10 out of 10. The bragging like it. uh, album is definitely really good. Like she's talking about like self-love and like how she's like the best thing in the world. And it just, it comes off like really good. Yeah, because I think she knows that like a lot of her audience comes to her because she talks that talk. And because, you know, we've seen her be vulnerable. And her, again, I did a whole giant like deep dive of re-listen to every project. So I'm thinking about just things as like a consecutive arc and where this fits in. Like we've seen her have these more vulnerable and we've seen her have these kind of like I'm defeated moments on albums and projects before. Now she's kind of like, okay, I'm over that. It's time for me to talk that big talk. You feel me? And she's like, I am Beyonce. Y'all are beneath me. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'm better than all of you on Beyonce. Literally. <laughs> but no, uh, does anyone have any final thoughts before we go into rankings and just any more of our favorite tracks? Did you say? Did I say, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about myself. So <laughs> I have a couple of just random, like, last minute thoughts. Uh, Cozy. That's definitely a song that's for the rooftop parties and the lounges. Yeah. I already know it's going to be cranking. Uh, Alien Superstar felt like it needed Pharrell vocals, in my opinion, but it's still amazing. Uh, Plastic Off the Sofa is probably has the most addicting chorus ever. Off this, Not the addic- most addicting chorus ever, but the most addicting chorus on this album, in my opinion. Uh, and Virgo's Groove has some great background harmonies, and in my opinion, is the best showcase of her range, especially mm-hmm. when especially when she's sending those falsettos. And lastly, I'm so happy that Beyonce and Hit Boy linked up again for Thick. This is how we are spelling Thick now. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about rankings. Where are we rating this? And then, you know, if we want to, if we have any favorite tracks that we didn't talk about already, you can give those done too. Uh, I kind of like overall thought like on the pro- on the project, this is like my first Beyonce album that I've listened to like as a whole. So I'd say this is a mm-hmm. really like introduction. That's it. I'm sorry, Nat. Her face I wish y'all could see Nat's right face now. right now over all our audio viewers. She is, she, she is, <laughs> she is flabbergasted. This is, yeah, this is the first Beyonce project I listened to in, as a whole. Like, I only listened to her other stuff as, like, singles and, like, maybe, like, a couple, like, singles from a project or something. But, like, this is the first time I've, like, actually sat down and, like, listened to the entire thing. So I say this is a really good, I don't want to say introduction, but I guess it is my introduction. Into, like, Bro, Matt looked at Joey in Black Girl Confusion. He, he literally stared at him in Black Girl Confusion. I'm sorry. I just, I never I've never like, tapped into Beyonce like that. But this is a really good showing from her, and I'm glad I actually did listen. So I would say I would like give this like light eight, I would say, because I really did enjoy this. Sounded like Fantano, my boy. Said <laughs> light eight. eight? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying but to not, uh... but yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, I think there were some moments where like, I kind of did lose interest, but like nothing to where it was like I like went to like turn the album off. It was just kind of a point where it was like, okay, well, I'm kind of like chilling now. Or like it's more like mm-hmm. a background noise instead of like something i'm like oh this is really good you know but like for the overall i would say this is a really good project and definitely songs are going to be coming back to a lot so if there's one thing this podcast 
podcast gonna do is gonna make Alex listen to some different music. Literally, I'm listening. Dude, I'm glad that we're doing this because I listen to so much more stuff now. Like stuff that I would just kind of like see and I'd just be like, oh okay, I'll listen to like the big hits from it if I, if they uh come to my rotation. But like now I'm actually like going into stuff where it's like, oh, I actually like this. I like this now. Oh, this is a pretty good artist. Let me type. Let me go deeper into them. So yeah i don't know all joy morales does is listen to run the jewels gorillas and watch one piece that's all he does yeah uh, basically <laughs> I'm not but nah. um <laughs> nat what do you have your rankings and are there any favorites that you left off okay so first let me give my ranking as y'all know i rank every song and average it out and the total score came to a 9.125 okay Exactly. Very specific. Exact number. (laughs) And no, I wrote this down because it was funny to me. Like, no cap. When Cuff It came on, I I started doing the electric slide. It gave hep, not the electric slide. Yeah, the electric slide. Man. It gave heavy barbecue vibes. (laughs) Cuff It. I'm like, heavy. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. I know they can't see me, but y'all can. straight electric slide so cuff it cozy and it's hard to pick another one because i got so many that i also love just as much i'll say all up in your mind Mm. yeah um okay anything else those are definitely my three favorites i also like the uh trash can type beat on pure honey like yeah. at the beginning, I like that. I got you. Um, my overall rating, I'm giving this a 9.3. It's a really strong Beyonce album. It's a really like I'm right now I'm thinking about discography rankings in my head, and it's higher up there than I would have thought. Really? Which is weird. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be, but it's higher up there than I thought. Um but my favorite tracks are Break My Soul, Plastic Off the Sofa, Thick, Cozy, and Church Girl. And once again, shout out to Love and Cali, shout out to No ID, shout out to Hip Boy, shout out to Thames. Uh, and there's, shout out to Nigel. I, yeah, I just feel like we should always uh, highlight the smaller artists behind the big machine. Yeah. Everyone but thought no. you created something great. Yeah, man. Um, also, in preparation for this, uh, I watched the documentary behind what is probably the greatest festival performance of all time. Uh, her homecoming documentary for how she did Coachella a couple years ago. And that also, and it got me thinking, do you know how insane it would have been if they treated Beyonce during Coachella, how they did uh, Cuddy at Rolling Loud? Bruh. Do you know how much of a do you know how much of an international, like... That would be, the yeah, that would be like international news, bro. Beyonce gets yeah. some balls thrown at her. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Let me tell you what would have happened. The Beehive would have personally tracked down who threw what bottle. It would be like, this person threw a Pepsi bottle. This person threw a Dasani bottle. And they would have showed would, up to their houses and protested or killed yeah. them. They would have killed them easily. Like, they would have... Yeah, the Beehive is crazy. <laughs> Like, but, we found who threw that bottle, and then they bum rush his house. Like, don't throw bottles at Beyonce. That's how they should be for Cuddy, bro. But I haven't really seen no, it go crazy for like the people that did it. 
Yeah. But no, uh, I say all that to say let's talk about the Cuddy situation just a little bit. So for anyone who isn't aware or maybe has been living under a rock, I don't know, uh, Rolling Loud in Miami. Yeah, it was Miami, right? Yeah. Rolling Loud in Miami uh, was this past weekend. I had to make sure it was Miami because there's like four Rolling Louds and they seem to happen every month for some reason. it was rolling loud in miami and so this was friday night yeah this was friday night Mm -hmm. initially uh kanye west was supposed to headline but he ended up dropping out at like the last minute i want to say maybe like a week before am i really last second i think it was like maybe like five days okay so five days before uh and then they ended up replacing with cuddy and then uh, on the day of the actual show, Cuddy came out. He got a couple songs off, you know, tried to do. He got a couple songs off. And then uh, obviously a bunch of people who thought that they were going to get Yay as a headliner uh, were, for lack of a better word, let me say this, please, before I get into my actual like feelings on this, because I'm just trying to give context. Uh, they were displeased uh, with how they were displeased with the fact that they were seeing Cuddy, not Yay, and decided to start throwing water bottles and stuff like that. And then Cuddy, who I think it is probably very realistic to say that he is the chillest person in our culture, just mm-hmm. got mad and walked off. Him and Wiz Khalifa are probably tied. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa is chill for a different reason. Cuddy's just natural. Wiz is in that vibe because he's high. It's not like a just and natural chill. Everything's better when you're high. Yeah, and we'll speak about Wiz a little bit later. But no, uh, back to the initial Cuddy uh, topic. How do we, back to the initial Cuddy discussion. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Joey Morales actually gave a bit of his initial thoughts or his first reaction thoughts on our page. So on our IG page. So please go check that video out uh, at OpenMyConvo301. But just overall, uh, what do y'all think about the situation before I give my take? If you did not want to see him perform, you did not have to go to his set. Thanks. Yeah. Throwing bottles at Kid Cudi is not going to magically make Kanye appear. He did not deserve none of that. He is. It's not like he's the one who went up to him and was like, "Drop out, Kanye." He didn't show up. He didn't show up to his house with a gun to his head and say, "Drop out, Kanye." No, that did not happen. Kanye Kanye dropped out because, for his own personal reasons, it had nothing to do with Cudi. And they offered it to Cuddy. What's he supposed to do? Say no? You gonna say no it's to a Rolling Loud check? No. Yeah. He's gonna say yes, and he's gonna try and he's gonna give you all a good show. That's what he did. He did his best to give you all a good show, and to repay him, y'all ended up throwing shit at him. That's fucked up. It's not okay. No. Performers don't deserve that shit. If you don't like the performer, don't watch. You could have watched everybody else's set, and when Kid Cuddy came, you could have went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like that's shit. Yeah. And so overall, just to give a little bit more context, I didn't realize I left this out. Uh, Cuddy, no, Kanye actually ended up showing up that Friday, that same day, uh, popping out for a little Dirk set on a different stage, which is very weird to me because usually there are clauses in uh, these. Now, mind you, I understand this is Kanye, so he probably didn't have as uh, stringent uh, contracts because it's Kanye. But uh, usually, there are, uh, co- usually there are clauses in these contracts where it's like, if you drop out or something, you can't perform in like that same, you can't perform at like another festival in like that same week or something like that. So I'm trying to figure out how that doesn't apply there. And I'm also trying to figure out who let him on the ground. 
Like, yeah, really. Because it would be like, why are you here? It's incredibly unprofessional. But I really want to know, like, what the Af- I really want to know, like, what the reason was that he dropped out and started all this in the first place. It was. Way, he said. Huh? I said either way, it ain't have shit to do with Cuddy. Not yeah. at all. Apparently, but just, like, the rumors were, like, sorry, Stefan, the rumors were that, like, okay. he, uh, dropped out because they wouldn't let him bring Travis out. And then mm-hmm. Future brought out Travis, the, like, the next day. So, yeah. And then, like, you said, Stefan, I don't know how Kanye was brought out when he dropped out of the festival. So, it's, like, a lot of stuff is, like, shady here and nothing really seems to be making sense. That's, like, why these things are the way they are right now. So yeah, I it's a, a lot of the pieces of this puzzle are misplaced for lack of a better word. They're or they just don't fit at all. They just don't fit together at all. No. Um. But overall, the end point of the statement is uh, it's incredibly disrespectful. Regardless, no matter of what your personal feelings are, to throw uh something at an artist because a lot of times, especially someone like Cuddy. Because again, to give you context, one, I understand I am a huge Cuddy stand, so I'm probably gonna sound incredibly biased during this but whatever um Cuddy's dealt with mental health his whole life and his whole career and he's it, literally his art is him putting his emotions and feelings out for y'all and sharing it so that's how he got big anyway yeah so for you doing this possibly triggering thing like we saw what happened to him when he, we saw what happened to him a couple years ago when even Drake was calling him like let me just say a wimp for lack of a better word and we saw how that affected him. What do you think this is going to do? Like, yeah. plus, I see, I, the fact that no one from the head of Rolling Loud, like, I really, like, Tariq Sheriff, who I, I think is the uh, head of Rolling Loud right now, you need to release a statement or something, or you could have said something. The most they uh, did was tweet out SMH, bro. I was like, yeah. is that really all you're going to do? yeah. Even Tyler, the creator, did more when they did that shit to Drake at Flognor. Yeah. yeah, Drake went, I mean, uh, Tyler went crazy when they started booing Drake. He was like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. And I'm not even <laughs> a Drake fan, and even I was like, that's disrespectful as fuck. It's so yeah. disrespectful, bro. Like, what gives you the right to do that? What is it's that? One thing, it's one thing if every, if they're having a bad set. Like, I, I, I did see Kikuddy set, you know, what was left of it. He didn't have a bad set. He was putting on a good show. Exactly. It's because it's what they didn't want. And fans are like stingy and they only care about themselves. So they think, oh, because this is what this is what I wanted. So I have to end it because I don't want this. And like and so you said, Nat, I just don't get like, why are you there if you don't want it? Just leave. Exactly. I understand this. Go ahead. No, that's the like I'm not gonna be somewhere if I don't want to be there. Exactly. And I understand the standpoint of like (laughs) oh my god. Go ahead. (laughs) I didn't. You said you wanted to end the fun for everyone else because this isn't what you want. If you don't want it, then just remove yourself. Don't be like, "Oh, I don't want this, so no one can have it now." It's like, what? What is that thinking, bro? What is that logic? Yeah, and so I understand the standpoint of you know, hey, you know, I paid money. I'm flying from you know wherever in the world to go see the show or whatever. But at the end of the day that doesn't mean that you disrespect the artists. Like, bro, there are a thousand other artists on Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud Miami literally had, like, everyone in attendance there, basically. Like, everyone who wasn't going to be, no, even people who were at Lollapalooza this weekend were still there at uh, Rolling Loud last weekend. So you literally had everyone under the sun in the culture. You could have went to a couple of different stages. And 
Uh, I think even the set times had someone, had people showing up, had people performing like maybe 10 minutes before the headlining set or something along, or at least somewhere around that time. So it's yeah. not like that was the only place to be on the festival grounds. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But no, nah, um, overall, I just hope that Cuddy's okay. Uh, I know that he's going on tour soon because, you know, we're from the be at the DC stop. And uh, honestly, I hope that the fact that he's going on his own tour, his hardcore fans are buying that money, lets him know that he is loved and that he is, you know, showing out. Although I do find it funny that after uh, this whole Rolling Loud debacle, guess who his la- guess who his next uh, show was after that? His next right. show was with McDonald's. Right, so I don't know. I just feel like going from Rolling Loud to McDonald's, going from that whole Rolling Loud set to McDonald's is just very. It's in my mind, it's very oh, funny. Well, so much twisted sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, they did this like Camp McDonald's thing, and uh, it was him, Black Bear, and like a couple other people that performed at it. And uh, but that's beside the point. Like I said, I just hope that Cuddy's okay. I hope that he's taking his time to reconcile and heal from this. And I'm still very hyped for Intergalactic. I'm very hyped for the tour, uh, and especially because you know he's performing a kid named Cuddy. You know his debut mixtape that he just re-uploaded on streaming platforms, which you know begs the question. What are some uh, mixtapes that need to be on streaming platforms? All right. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, like I said, a kid named Cuddy got re-uploaded uh, last week. Yeah, like last week or maybe two weeks ago onto streaming platforms. And it made me think, what mixtapes from, you know, what mixtapes do you guys think really need to be on streaming? Uh, Matt, why don't you start? Start with, I guess, the obvious pick for me, which would be Friday Night Lights. What's taking you so long, Jermaine? Yeah, that needs to be up on the screen like now. Yeah, for sure. I would love to hear look I would love to have Looking for Trouble on Spotify. That's probably my favorite song off of that uh mixtape. Having like easy access to that as well. Cause like it's not like it's hard to get to it on YouTube, but like I want to listen to music like when it's like not like I guess like I had to be like in YouTube to like do it, you know yeah like i still have that piff on my phone so like it is what it is it's not hard but still i would like to you know have it all consolidated in one place i don't think he's ever going to actually release it on streaming for real. i think he's just i don't think he's like it's like a concern for him so i don't think that's something that he would actually like do you don't think so no i don't think he's like there's not like that high of a demand for it in that i'm aware of so i feel like he's just gonna focus on like huh there's a huge demand for it. Like people are bootlegging it on their Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, like they're going on some website to like get it downloaded on there. Yeah, we need to make him aware of this so we could actually like make something happen, so we don't have to do shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I got premium, um, so I don't got to worry about that. But still, I'm this guy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, while she goes ahead and flex her wealth on us a little bit, um, I don't pay for it, man. <laughs> Another flex. Anyway, <laughs> so this is provided to me. Um. So the I so Mac Miller's I love thank I love life. Thank you. Uh, mixtape got reuploaded also last week. Yeah, it got reuploaded uh last week onto streaming platforms, and really? I'm really happy about that because it's got some of my favorite like Mac deep cuts on there. Um, but it also made me think I would love to have the Stolen Youth uh LP the 
Mac Miller and Vince Staples mixtape uploaded to streaming. No, that joint is tough, bro. I've I've been listening to that recently. Like, I like um, I think my favorite track off that joint is the outro, where it's like mm-hmm. Vince just like, dude, Vince over that beat was so good. Uh, I love Guns and Roses. I love Stuck in My Ways, and I love Killing Y'all because of the Absol feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really. Good. I listen to that joint off of SoundCloud sometimes because they have a couple of tracks off of there. Over yeah. There. What about you, Joey? Uh, days before rodeo, like Travis has even said himself that he's gonna put it up, and he just hasn't done it yet, which is kind of weird to me because, like, Travis, he's not known for like being a man of his word. Where it's like, oh, I'm gonna drop soon, y'all. I'm gonna drop soon, and then soon is like three years later. But yeah, yeah. at some point, it's like, okay, you said this was going to happen. Why hasn't it like happened yet? I get that you're working on Utopia and like there's other like things that are like prioritized above putting Days Before Rodeo on streaming, but like you told us that this was going to happen. So I don't I don't know, bro. Plus to have those songs uh like with all these mixtapes, just have easy access to them is gonna make it a lot easier. Plus it opens up an avenue for like newer fans to get hip to uh, older music from their discography. So for sure. I'd love to have Don't Play on streaming, Skyfall. Skyfall Ray? is on streaming, but like it's not in like it's not it's a part of like capacity. Yeah. It's like attached to like this like uh mixtape thing with like good music. Yeah. Uh we already correct me if I'm wrong, but we already have Mama Cita on uh streaming, right? Yeah, we have Mama Cita and Skyfall, but I need drugs, you should try it. I need yeah. I need zombies. Yeah. I need zombies and Quintana part two. Yeah. Sloppy Toppy would be good. Backyard gray back 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 basement freestyle. That'd be really good. Yeah, there's like a lot of hits on that joint. That's like when I was like getting really into Travis. Like once I started like listening to that tape, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a fan of this guy. <laughs> uh I'll I'll give my picks uh, a little bit later. But Nat, you got any other mixtapes you think should be on streaming? Um, Detroit. For sure. That's a big one. Yeah. Especially with Detroit. I, I would have thought that with Detroit, too, when he was getting ready to roll that out, he would have dropped this so, you know, you know, people could get hip. You get what I'm saying? But I guess not. Maybe he couldn't get the samples cleared or anything like that. But The Detroit mixtape has probably a top 10 Royce to 5'9 feature for me, which I really like. Um, What's the name of the song? Da, 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 100. It's Big Sean, Royce, and Kendrick Lamar. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> That's just an insane trio. Which, go ahead. I love when Big Sean and Royce get on tracks together. Yeah, they are so good. Yeah, like, that's underrated. I just wanted to say that real quick. No problem. Um, Speaking of Royce, I would love to have the bar exam series on a uh, streaming those it's one of those mixtapes uh series where you know they end up on streaming for like a little bit but then they get taken off because then you know they eventually realize all the samples blah, 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 they try again and then you just get toyed with as a fan every six months because the bar exam four was up on a uh, streaming for the longest but then it keeps getting now it keeps getting taken down like every uh six months because of course you know on that mixtape royce went over the mask off beat he went over a bunch of he went over i think even a couple of playboy cardi beats like he went over a bunch of uh like popular stuff that was going out he went over magnolia that's what i was thinking of and just a couple other things but 
like to have gov to have Govball with West Side Gun and like basically I think all of Griselda's on that track. Mm. It's beautiful because I love when Royce and Griselda get together. To have Chopping Block with Slaughterhouse. Anyone that knows me knows that Slaughterhouse is like my favorite rap group ever. So that would be amazing. I thought Wu Tang was your favorite. It's Slaughterhouse and then Wu Tang. Mm. I grew up listening to Eminem and like everyone on Shady, so Slaughterhouse kind of has to be one yeah. of the ones. It's your roots. Yeah. But no, the bar exam is definitely uh my is definitely one of my picks. I would also like I know that logic did the Young Sinatra Collection Volume 1, and he's starting to re-upload these, but can we just get all the tapes, like, all the Young was, Sinatra tapes? Yeah, that's going to be my next pick, to say, like, Logic and all his tapes, like, a Welcome to Forever and all that shit. So, yeah. having them be really cool, because I, I hate having to, like, because I keep forgetting, because I, like, I was talking to Spanish about this earlier, I like listening to the Come Up in Two Kings, but, like, every, like, six or so months, like, I'd be like, I want to listen to that song, I always forget what it's called, and it's like, I had to like do a, a scour, as like a scavenge hunt to like try and find it again. But, oh, yeah, yeah. See what it is. But if it was just on streaming, it would be so much easier to be like, oh yeah, it's this song. For sure. And like in terms of uh yeah, and like honestly, I think Logic has my second favorite mixtape run in the 2010s, right under uh chances. He's just pretty but, good, yeah. He has a lot of good content. It's like raw logic. So. Yeah. Nat, what do you think about uh, any of, about our picks, or do you have any others that you're uh, thinking of? I'm surprised you haven't said Earl. <laughs> Earl is definitely on there. I'm not it's that deep into Earl's like earlier stuff. Like I started getting into him under uh, after Doris. After, yeah, yeah, but I haven't really been like into like his mixtape stuff. Earl is the name of the mixtape. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just proved his point there. I was going to yeah. stop him, but then he just kept going. Yeah, you're like, like, no, I didn't mean Earl, the artist. Earl is on streaming. I meant Earl mixtape. All right. So I'm just going to take a backseat with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Earl was like doing some, he was doing some shit at that age. He was. Yeah. I, I will. I will always say this, Earl Sweatshirt, just with the way he puts words together, I think for his age, there are very few people who at that time would have been better than him, which is why, you know, every six months on Twitter, people always be like, Earl Sweatshirt or Kendrick Lamar. It's the stupidest debate ever, but I can understand, you know. I get where they're coming from, but it's, it's, not, it's not worth it. Yeah. And they both did in their own way. Yeah. Exactly. But, um... Yeah, I really, I just really, really want uh, Logic to upload his whole tapes. Because also, now that C. Castro is out of jail, that's basically a lot of his major songs, too. Because he went away for three years. And so mm -hmm. it'd be nice for him to be able to get some real revenue off of that. You get what I'm saying? Mm hmm Because, like, they're performing the original uh, version to, to Ballin' on the Vinylverse tour right now, which is also with Wiz, who, again, like I said, will uh, talk about uh, later on in the episode but uh speaking of whiz there's like a bunch of og tapes that i would love to see like the cabin fever series i would love to see those on streaming if there aren't already i'm not a thousand percent sure on that but the only thing that i'm aware of that's like a mixtape for whiz is uh cushion oj cushion uh, oh okay apparently the cabin fever series is on uh streaming so i will be re-listening to that this weekend <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but no um yeah like i I would love 
I would love to have like there's because there's Wiz drop back in the day used to drop like mixtapes like every two weeks. So I would love to have uh some of those back on streaming. Uh, but the Yellow Tape by Dom Kennedy is probably my number. Pro- it's pretty high up there in terms for uh the mixtapes I want because like it's such a good tape, but the samples on there are like so crazy, and it's gotten to the point where like. Dom Kennedy's like, yo, I literally don't have the money to pay to get these sample clearances. So fans made a GoFundMe to raise money so that way he could get it cleared. Whoa. That's I want to see. I want to see if I can find it. How close are you to the goal? That's what I'm trying to find right now. Mm. But, um, I think it's it started like December. That's what I'm seeing from all these articles. Uh, but while I'm looking this up, does anyone else have any, uh, does anyone else have any albums that they want to see, any mixtapes that they want to see on streaming? Yeah, one more. I, I think it's kind of a crime that Bastard isn't on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. That would... The only thing is, uh, the fans that Tyler has now are very different from the fans Tyler had then. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, I was then and I'm now. So some of us are still here. Well, yeah, it's for sure. like you got brought up with him, like throughout his discography. If, if like if you had a person that was introduced to him off like Flower Boy and they listened to Bastard, it's not gonna work out. Yeah. yeah but no, like I'm off Cherry Bomb. And then went backwards and I was like, I like this. I'm right with you. Like I'm very I'm right with you. Like I very much love uh that tape. And I think it's an amazing, like, I think it's like a standout from his discography just in terms of, because I've said this a thousand times. I think I've said this on this podcast before. Tyler, to me, has the greatest, like, evolution of an artist that we've seen in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for all of his fans to be able to see that. So I think it would be cool to have to have it on streaming. But yeah, the disparity between his fans now and then. I think I think it's gonna be a little yeah, while before yeah, that gets re-uploaded, you know. But yeah. uh, real quick, you were asking me, Alex, uh how much have they raised? So there's a two million dollar goal in order to get uh the yellow album on all platforms. This is the only uh GoFundMe I could find for it, and it's only raised twenty-five bucks. Wait, what? Yeah, I thought she was gonna say a big ass number. Yeah, it's only it's only raised twenty five bucks. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find. I'm trying to see if I can find others. Like maybe there's like, maybe I'm looking at the wrong GoFundMe. Twenty five bucks out of a two million dollar goal. I hope you have the wrong one. Damn. Yeah, really. Yeah, because if fans were asking for it, they definitely would have been a lot of people donating money. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's definitely the right. No, nope, it's definitely the right one. That, that's uh, it's been up since December. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Shoot, maybe they was like, we won it, but we ain't got money like that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we. Broke. It's crazy because like all these major platforms, like like I said, I, I saw like mad articles that were tweeting about this. Like all these major platforms have uh talked about and everything, but yeah, all I see is twenty five bucks. That's wild. That maybe is... they took it down. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe they took the original down, and that's a different. That's probably a scammer. Maybe, but yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense because one, like anyone that knows Dom Kennedy knows that he's a West Coast legend. Anyone that knows his tapes knows that the Yellow Tape is like a standout, and it's it's really really good. 
Um, plus, Don Kennedy's having a resurgence now because that Corsa track he did with Hit Boy, it's going crazy right now. Um, but anyway, uh, does anyone have any last minute thoughts about anything? Anyone uh, have any? What's your favorite mixtape of all time? I mean, aside from 1999. <laughs> <laughs> aside from that. I want to say days for me because I feel like that was like my first mixtape and like that I like really got deep into. So I'll probably say that one. Mm-hmm. It's between the warm up or live love. Okay. I really like live love. Yeah. So my favorite is definitely 1999. Wow. And with that being said, let's take a trip to 2000. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe about let's say it was like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, around two weeks ago. Uh Joseph Bodman, the pro era legend himself, you know, dropped his sequel to the 1999 mixtape 2000, the full album after five years of waiting. You know, we finally got it. As you can see, for well, y'all can't see, but I'm in the night. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. I'm in the 1999 to 2000 tour hoodie right now. You know, 2000 wallpapers right behind me. It, I'm I'm very ready to get into this review. But uh, overall, I'm gonna let everybody else get their thoughts off first. So, uh, Joey, let's go with it. Let's go with you. What are your overall thoughts from one Joey to another? Very good. Very impressed with this showing from him. Um, I think this is. One of his best in his discography, if not the best, honestly. Like, I really think that he really showed off and, like, did his thing on this shit with, like... Poor Kay. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, dude. This is, like, I really enjoyed this joint. Like, I don't... Mm. It was, like... I'm still trying to figure out where it is in my top ten list because it's definitely making it, but I need to figure out, like, how high I'm putting it, you know? And I'll come back to it a couple of times, and, like, it's... I think it's going to be pretty high for real because this is a really good showing from, like, Joey and, like... Yeah. His callbacks to New York City and like people, when, dude, he got Nas on this joint, bro. Even though he didn't do like a whole verse, it was like just having him there was really good. And like all the people he had on it for New York and the sounds of it, dude. Oh my God. This is yeah. really good. So, very positive review for me coming. Uh, yeah, man. I really, Matt, I'm gonna let you go before I speak. Just because Mr. Morales brought it up, his features were nice. Very good. If this was a nice, had Diddy, West Side Gun, the King, J.I.D. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. And, no. Bro, you are a J.I.D. fan. Stop lying to I would. People. I would disagree. I would disagree. You are a, Shut up. You are, you are happier than both of us combined when we got that picture. I really was not. <laughs> I'm not going that far, but he is a fan. Back to what I was saying. This was this was just a great album. It was. Now, after hearing uh, the Joey and JID joint, I wish that they had performed it at the show. Yeah, I don't think Daddy was prepared. I don't think so either. But I really wish they had done "Want to Be Loved." Like, uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, yeah. Overall, man, uh, Nat, you got any other thoughts? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm just 
I'm gonna let you go before you know we start getting into the nitty gritty. This is a really, really good album, bro. It's really, really good. Like I'm really excited and I'm really happy to just one have new Joey music, and also I'm just. Like I said, two, 1999 is my favorite mixtape of all time. So I'm happy that like its legacy as a sequel like isn't like corroded or there's no stains on it. Like this is a worthy, worthy uh, follow-up. And so I was restructuring my top 10 list this morning as I was looking through everything. And as of right now, I literally just updated this like while we're having this discussion. 2000 right now sits at number five on my top 10 albums of the year. I think it's at seven for me right now. It was at it was at eight, like two, three hours ago. Then I did some restructuring, some rethinking. I was like, I have to move somebody down. <laughs> but yeah, right now it sits at number five for me. I will probably restructure this long before we give you all the full uh, album of the year episode in December. This is but, the first like album that actually like, made me restructure everything I had since like the first time we actually had like our lists because they hadn't. It's not that it hadn't changed since that point, but like this is like the first time we actually had to sit down and like restructure like everything because I had like new opinions on other albums as well. So this is how made me do that. Yeah, the last change I've made to it was when I added Vinyl Days by Logic. This is like that was the only thing. Mm. But um, what else was I saying? Um, yeah, overall this is just a really, really great album. The only thing that I wish it had. Because this album, we all know, is a testament to Steez and it's a testament to their chemistry together because, of course, he was such a crucial part to uh, 1999, R.I.P. Capital Steez. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all could, like, I know Kirk Knight produced Zip Codes, but there couldn't be one pro era track. There couldn't be one full pro era track on, on That on would here. be cool, yeah. Especially because we were supposed to have the PE album, like, five years ago, and we still haven't gotten it. Y'all couldn't get at least one of those songs and put it on here <laughs> Man. look you'll get that pro era album when we get that kendrick j cole album uh, yeah that's <laughs> never just long gone bro <laughs> they lost it but yeah. no um joey said joey has been saying like leading up to this for the past couple years that he's going for he got we all we're all aware he's already got the oscar uh who knows he might get the emmy with uh raising canaan season two comes august 14th um but i could really see him getting nominated for the grammy for this see that i don't think so i think this is a really good album but i don't think this is an album that the grammys would actually like understand or like take into consideration i would only i only think because of the i only think that they would nominate him for best rap song or best rap collaboration with a brand new 911, which also is my favorite track off of this album, by the way. Mm. Uh, nominated for the whole album, though. Yeah, it would be nice to see that. I would love to see him nom get nominated for the whole album because it's definitely worthy. Yeah, I could see that. It wouldn't surprise me. Especially wouldn't surprise me if they end up putting an R&B album in that category and then giving it to them. <laughs> the Grammys, that wouldn't be a shock. Either. I just, I wouldn't be like, okay, it's kind of what they're known for now. Yeah. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to praise Joey. <laughs> but not. Um, anyone got it for? Uh, 
Now, My favorite tracks right now are probably Survivor's Guilt, mm-hmm. Curse Control, Show Me, because yeah. that sample is amazing. It is. Welcome Back, and then... Written in the Stars was a really good closer. So I'll say mm-hmm. that's like my top five. Oh, and Eulogy. Eulogy. Actually, yeah. Replace re- replace Written in the Stars with Eulogy because that was yeah. really good. Uh, my favorites are Brand New 9-11, Eulogy. Boom, 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 boom. I love, I love, I love it. When I, I, heard Joey, I was starting like Brand New 9-11 a lot more because of West Side, but like it, it wasn't that it was lacking. I just feel like there was better cuts on this uh, LP for me. For sure. Uh, Wanna Be Loved is another one of my favorites. Uh, One of Us. Uh, I'm a, I'm halfway of a Larry June fan. Of a Larry June fan, like I listen to his albums, but I'm not super into him as an artist. Uh, but this one really was a standout. Also, sorry, how did we not say this already when entering into this review? Shout out to Static. Shout out to Static. Static. He is one of my favorite producers of all time, and he definitely deserves his flowers for this album because each cut, each sample is beautiful, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting deeper in his, into his discography, too, because he's been clogging with people that I actually like, listen to regularly. So I'm glad that he's becoming more common in my rotation because he makes really good music. Alex, I'll send you some static stuff that I think you'll like. Um, no problem. But... um. Welcome back with uh, Joey, Chris, and Capella. That's a hit to me. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it makes me understand why Capella was on that tour. Do I think that he did well on it? No, but it makes me understand. <laughs> I honestly don't even think he did well on that song, bro. I feel like my main focus is on Chris and Joey because, like, Capella's voice just kind of throws me on that joke. I don't know why. In the words of Joey Morales... No one in here is moving, bro. <laughs> no one's moving. No, no one was moving when he was on stage. Everyone was standing completely still. Oh my <laughs> god! But Terrible. This this is a good time to plug concert cam to figure out why we're talking about that. Go watch our concert cam episode of the Joey Show. It's on our IG at Open My Convo Three Hundred One. Plug. No one is moving right now. <laughs> no, one no one is moving right now. All right, so yeah, does anyone have any uh, final thoughts on the album real quick? Any last thoughts that they want to share uh, before we get into our rankings? I mean, our ratings. Uh, very good showing from Joey. I'm glad that he's back. I'm going to be tuning, coming back to this a lot more than I thought I was going to because like, every other Joey project I've listened to, like it's been good, and I understand that it's good, but it's not something that I have like in my rotation like normally, but I feel like this is something that I can come back to and actually enjoy a lot more than like anything else he's put out. I do think this is probably his best project from from my perspective. I, I know that Stefan thinks 1999 is the best or that's his favorite mixtape. But for me, I think this is this is really good. And it's like complete. So I see I'd be I'll I'll save my I'll save my rating so we actually like I'll do that. I think uh so it's probably I I've, I constantly fight between the two on whether All American is my favorite uh, Joy project or whether 1999 is, but uh, I definitely could see this being a strong number three. I do mm-hmm. believe that either way, Joey has one of the most cons- let me not say consistent because he does take long breaks, but he does have <laughs> one of the strongest discographies we've seen from an artist uh, of his this, class caliber. Uh, you know, I this do- definitely like makes it like 
this solidified his discography because all American Bad All American Badass was good, but like mm. this like solidifies everything and like puts everything in a certain place. If that makes sense. Yeah, like he's definitely gonna have. He's definitely now got one of those like runs in terms of projects where it's just up there. It's really solidified. Um, mm-hmm. bless you. Uh, I do think that uh. Static needs his flowers way more, way more. And I feel like he's not all- talked about as much. Yeah. But all this, uh, all that this uh, song, all that this album does to me, all that this album does in terms of the production is just make me want the album he has with 2 Chains that I think the label or something is stopping them from dropping so much. Because... If he can do this with Joey, and mind you, they have a great amount of chemistry because they've worked together basically since Joey was 17. Mm-hmm. Imagine what he could do with someone like 2 Chains, you know? That could be dangerous, bro. Yeah. But nah, Nat, you got any uh, final thoughts? This was an overall solid project. I really like Want to Be Loved. I like Head High. I like the new Survivor's Guild as well as brand new 9-11. Overall, I said this before, but I felt like making this project was a big ask risk because of how good 1999 was and how beloved it was. So making a sequel to it 10 years later, it's like you got to like it's a lot of pressure to make sure that that album holds up. And he did not fail. Yeah, man, he did not know. He definitely did not fail. It was definitely a worthy sequel. Uh, but let's get into our ratings. Uh, who's got the Who's got the ratings ready? Look at my notes. Okay. I'd say eight point eight, eight point seven, eight point seven. Yeah. Like I feel really good about this. This is really got you. Nat, what you got? It averaged, oh yeah, I remember that, that was funny. It averaged out to a nine flat. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. I forgot I wrote this down. Also thought on the baddest, when he said that the three-headed goat was Kendrick, him, and Cole, I was like, oh, you're going to replace Drake with you? I respect it. The thing is, everybody does that, though. No, everybody always says Kendrick and Cole, and literally Joey Hip Hop uh, had a tweet about this going around on uh, Twitter. Everyone says Kendrick and Cole and just immediately skips over Drake. Because Drake is just going downhill now, bro. No one really like respects him as much for like in the hip hop like r- world. Like yeah. he's still Drake, and like he's always gonna be Drake. But like, it doesn't mean that you have to be like held in high regards for like real hip hop and like what we like expect from him. So, also let me uh retract that statement I said and actually make an edit to it because Joey just replied. Joey Hip Hop just replied to the tweet. And that was my bad. It was actually Didi who made that post. My apologies. Mm. But, but no, um, overall, though, in terms of rankings, I'm definitely giving this a nine. I'm giving this a 9.2. I, I really like it. I think it's I'm just so happy that this turned out as well as it did, because I was really worried, uh, but mm. also secure in it at the same time, because, like I said, 1999 is like my favorite mixtape of all time. But it worked out really, really well. And Joey not also showed that he's a great album artist but that he's hungry and he's still ready to like 
make his name solidified in the game. And like I said earlier, he's going for that EGOT status. And I definitely think that he could get the Grammy for this. Uh, I definitely think it's, it's, I think it's an album of the year contender. And I think it's a Grammy contender for best rap album. And lastly, just from a pure perspective from someone who's a student of the game, like him, he showed that he wants all the smoke, bro. And speaking of someone who wants all the smoke, Wiz Khalifa just dropped uh, this new album, Multiverse, today. That I had to do you for that one, bro. Ooh, yeah. Look, man, I tried. No, it, it worked, but I... Low-hanging fruit. Look, <laughs> can we just get into what we think about uh, this Multiverse by Wiz Khalifa album? I I want to say bad, but I it's not bad. It's just like, what's going on here? Uh-huh. Like, Stefan and I kind of talked to this before we got into like the recording, but it was like, it just seems to be like all over the place. And like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, I went into it and like the vibe that was initiated off like the first two tracks, I was like, oh, this man's going to get into it. Like his lovey-dovey, like, kind of like pop bag, kind of like dances, like type of thing, and like be on that type of beat. And then like, it just, it took, it took a turn for at some point, I don't know like exactly when, but I just remember just being like, dang, all these songs kind of like sound like the same. And like, it's, I'm, I'm getting kind of bored now. So <laughs> I just, I don't really know like what his intentions behind this album were, like what like he wanted like the sound to be, but it, whatever it was, it really, I don't think it was executed to like the, best it could have been so yeah it just wasn't it wasn't striking um over i'm gonna give my overall thoughts before i get into the degree because like i said i have notes uh first off i'm happy to say i'm happy to know that this album kind of picks off right where he left off on the group album he did with girl talk uh big crit and smoke dizza which by the way is a really great project really underrated that came out this year it came out like I want to say like six months ago. Um, murder, what am I thinking? But uh, yeah, I think it's a really great, I think it's a really great project. Uh, I, not this project. I think that that uh, group project is a really great project. And it's nice to see that this one kind of leaves off with it because the opening track is with uh, Girl Talk, which is really cool. Um, but overall, like Alex said, I do find it to be a little discordant. I find it to be a little all over the place. Um, I find that, Wiz has his own very unique style and sound, but I find a lot of time I found a lot of the songs on here to be very derivative from others. Yes. And uh, for someone who I was really hyped to see like a showing up because, like I said, that group album with Dizza, Girl Talk, and Crit was so good, in my opinion, to see this as a giant fall off. And especially because he's like currently touring this right now, I thought, like, oh, the fact that you're touring this without it being out, like. Maybe you have something there. You get what I'm saying? Like guaranteed, like hits. Yeah. No, there aren't. There are. There are some bangers on here. There is something that I definitely. There are joints on here that I definitely think would go crazy live. But overall, though, I found it to be very promising, but never meets its full execution. Never meets that full promise of what it could be. The a lot of these yeah. ideas never really seem properly executed. But uh, I'm gonna stop talking and. Before, I, because if I do, I'll get into nitty gritty. I'll save that for later. But Nat, what are your just initial overall thoughts? It felt like he was trying to go for a different style, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, it, it no. Yeah, the album 
overall, it's not terrible. It's not a terrible album by any means, but we've seen what Wiz Khalifa can do, and we know he can do better than this. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess no. I guess nothing else left to do but to get into nitty gritty of it all. Uh, who wants to start? I think. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers. <laughs> I think that yeah, like I said, like he opened it off really well. I really liked Big Daddy Wiz and MVP. Those are like really good opening tracks to uh, the album. I just wish that he would have kept that vibe throughout the entire thing. <laughs> Because uh-huh. after a thousand women, I think it, the album just kind of drops off, and like some of these tracks are just too long winded. Like they could have been shortened down a lot, bro. It's where it's like, why is this? Like we don't go to nightclubs anymore. Why is this track eight minutes? Yeah. Why, why is it an eight minute? Why is it? And six of those minutes is just instrumental. Yeah, it just seems unnecessary. And then like everything kind of blends together for a while because like. I feel like he's just kind of like filling space to make it seem like he's doing like the like not say it's like he's trying to exist within this new style, but like he doesn't really know what to do with it other than like one thing. It's like a one trick pony. After a while, it's kind of like okay, like what else can you offer for us to listen to? What do you else are you bringing to the table? And then it just it gets boring after a while. Like I don't it's, it like it's not bad. It's just like nothing is guiding my ear enough to make me want to come back to it. So mm-hmm. like actually like listen to any like specific track other than pretty much the first two, bro. Like he set he set that vibe and then he just lost it like immediately. I don't know like what happened. <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't even finish the album. I didn't finish the album. I got to we're not even, and then after that, I was like, I'm tapping out, bro. It's it's <laughs> not anything here. It's not worth it. Like hey, uh... I I was like really getting tired, bro. Like this is one of the few albums where it's just like I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not into it, bro. So I just, I feel like that he there was a good attempt here that was made, and I feel like he could have existed in this style if he had more help. But I just, nah, not enough features, uh-huh. not enough like, not just just not enough. It wasn't enough. Yeah, I found it. I found it very weird for an album to be so lackluster, but not have that many features. I, I would have thought that you know he would have been strong enough to stand on his own. Especially on a track, uh, so this is so weird to uh go around to, but the track homies, the beat for it should have gone to Meek Mill, especially with the content he's talking about. But I understand uh he has to get that off his chest. Uh, but overall, I think uh it would have been. I think the album, no, the track would have benefited so much more if it was just that first verse. Like I think the first verse is the strongest part. Like maybe just the first verse, one chorus, and then keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about it being derivative earlier. I say that because, like I said, the beat for homie should have definitely gone to Meek Mill, in my opinion. Uh, we're not even sounds like a trippy track. It down to even the way that the auto tune is used. It sounds like a trippy red track. Yeah. I hope that trippy hops on the remix because I think they've worked together before. But I will the say, guitar the solo came off the cut, bro. I was like, where did this come from? Like, yes, the, it the fit, guitar solo does come out of nowhere. It just, it just didn't really seem to fit. Like, I. I just contradicted myself. It didn't really fit in to like everything else. And then it just kind of like goes away and he goes back to what he was doing originally. So it's like, just take that part out, bro. And this is more of an enjoyable song. I'm not gonna lie. The guitar solo was one of the more ear catching things of that track for me. I thought it was, I thought it was a really, 
it was it was the only thing that was really like hooking me but then you're right it it is just kind of out of nowhere i feel like it um, hooked you because it's so out of nowhere yeah it's still a good guitar solo but it doesn't fit into the rest of the song so it's like oh oh okay um keys the song keys would be so hard to me if wiz just wasn't so mellow over this super hard drill beat bro mm. also i never would have thought that i would have heard Wiz on a drill beat <laughs> uh i don't know uh iced out necklace has such a great beat to me and i think that's one of the few like that's one of the few tracks where i'm like okay i can understand i see why i can see you performing this live like i can see how this is gonna go yeah uh Something, uh, the saxophones on a thousand women go crazy. Overall, I really like the production more than I like Wiz's uh performance on this uh album. Uh, they was such a smooth choice for that hook on a thousand women. Uh, the beat on Memory Lane was so smooth and was a perfect fit for Wiz, he was riding that joint. Um, high maintenance, uh, got me it got me wanting to push myself a little bit more, which is ironic because Wiz didn't even really push himself that much on this album. Um, <laughs> and, <the> album <laughs> But I do love how on that song he had a whole scheme just homaging the legends. Like he brought up uh E40, uh he brought up big I I want to quote lyrics, but I can't think of any right now. Uh but yeah, like it was that was one of the that was the fact you can't think of lyrics, bro, just shows how like how like it's not memorable. It's not like one of his it's not no. Yeah. Well though, like those were some of the few like standout tracks for me uh that I really like those standout tracks for me that I really liked. I'm gonna skip ahead real quick and jump all over the place. I style necklace, memory lane, high maintenance, mirror love. Those are the ones I kind of liked. Mm. Uh Nat, I know you've got notes. What you gotta say? Okay, so one thing that I liked was on MVP when he interpolated no fun. Ain't no fun, I mean. Yeah. I like I like that. That was nice. Also, Memory Lane, that was a good song. It was. I do think that he was riding that joint really good, really well. And like I said, I love the beat for it. Uh, that was one of the few joints where, again, the first half of the album is a lot better than the second half. So I think using that as one of the ones to set the vibe was very uh, was a very good decision on his part. Mm. The rest of it there are a lot of times I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, he got a little baby on here? Oh, that's not a little baby, that's Wiz. Oh. Oh. Oh, no, I'm dead ass serious. I could have sworn at one point it was a little baby. I was like, oh, little baby. Oh. That's wild. It like, it just, a lot of it just sounded like bad little baby verses. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you didn't get, you, you tell me you never got little baby vibe. I was kind of uh, Maybe like a once or twice. No. But overall, once again, not a terrible project. Like, it started off strong, then the rest of it was pretty much just average. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he had a really strong start, and then he just fell off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Before we get into our rankings, does anyone have any uh, favorite tracks they want to talk about? I already gave mine, but just to reiterate, uh, just to reiterate, Iced Out Necklace, Memory Lane, High Maintenance, and Mirror Love. And uh, you could say memory lane is def. Oh, I already said memory lane. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, just Big Daddy Wiz MVP and then a thousand women. Cause I like the the message on a thousand women. I like that he's focusing on more like having children and like not just focusing on fucking bitches now. So that's yeah. good. Big Daddy Wiz memory lane and a thousand women. 
Yeah. Okay. Like just the beginning and then everything else could just he could have held that. <laughs> oh my god. What's everybody's overall ranking of this album as a whole? Six. <laughs> six like six point two maybe. Yeah, I'm 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 in that six. Uh, so my score came out to like a 6.67, you know, like 6.6 repeating, but 6.67. Yeah. I thought this was going to be one of them ones, but it just, it just didn't really live up to my expectation. Yeah. Yeah. The cover art was really cool. So I was just kind of like, oh, this is going to be a really good album, especially with him being on tour for it as well. I was kind of like, oh, this was kind of disappointed, I guess. Yeah. Um, so just a side note, just to kind of cap this off, this might be the fatality when it comes to uh this uh review. But uh thanks to Rat Pack Twitter, because he's on tour with uh Logic right now. I found the set list uh for Wizards Part from the first show that they had in Irvine, and I was just curious. I was like, is there anything from the album that he's really uh on there talking about? That is there anything from the new album that like because I knew that we were going to review this. Is there anything from the new album that you know he performed? Like what are the three like really strong joints that he's like? This is what I want y'all to take away from the big album. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. There's only two songs. He mind you, he has an hour and a half set list. There's only two hour. There's only two songs from the new album on the set list for his part. What songs are they? Let me double check because that way I don't think he would want to perform anything else. Let me double check. Um, dang, I don't know, half only two off of your new album. Maybe it's because the album wasn't out yet. Yeah, but it's okay. The playlist should just, yeah, the playlist just got uh updated. So, cause the playlist just got updated now that the uh album's out. So, let me tell you what they are it's Iced Out Necklace, uh, Bad Jones, Big Daddy Wiz. Yeah, those are the three. Wow. He don't really got nothing from this album, bro. <laughs> but like I said, I stopped necklace. I can understand this. I could see this going crazy live. That's one of the ones where I could see people turn it up to. But um yeah. yeah, so you said he's playing uh badass bitches too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that makes sense. But um overall, y'all, uh I don't know. I guess it's that time. We should close this episode out. <laughs> all right. Be happy. You sound sad. We all happy here. We happy and we black and we prospering. But yeah, sadly, but I- that's the end of this episode. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Open Mic Conversations. Make sure to follow us on all social medias at Open Mic Convo 301. Follow me, Matt, at, at ASXPMatt on all socials. Follow Joey Morales at, at Joey Morales and at Alex Moore 301 on Twitter. Is that it? A more 301 on Twitter. And follow Shocked Hellblazer at Hellblazer301 on all social medias. And make sure to tune in on all, on all of our series that we have on our Instagram. We got more coming. So tune in. Peace. Jesus Christ, she took that whole outro for herself. I'm going to go shower. (laughs) Because you were being so sad.